Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Joining us today is Paul Bleiberg. He's the National Milk Producers Federation's Vice President for Government Relations, and with Claudia Larson, really spearheads our legislative efforts. Paul, let's jump right into this. Looks like Congress is about to pass a major stimulus package. What's in it for dairy? There are two provisions I'll note right off the bat that will be beneficial for dairy. One is a $9.5 billion fund in the legislation that will be given to the Department of Agriculture to uh, prevent, prepare for, and respond to coronavirus as it relates to the impact on producers. And what's beneficial for us is that dairy is specifically called out among the list of, uh, of sectors in, the, in this fund. So there's not a specific dollar amount attached to dairy, but within that $9.5 billion, several different segments are called out and dairy is one of them. So that'll be something that's very helpful once it becomes enacted into law where we can work with USDA and with Congress to figure out to, you know, what are the right priority uses of funding here uh, to deal with some of the economic challenges that are going to impact dairy producers. Obviously, we've outlined a number in our letter to USDA this week, like product purchases, and so it'd be a great conversation to have there. The second item I would mention is a partial replenishment in the bill of the Commodity Credit Corporation's borrowing authority. Um, under current law, you know, USDA has the ability to do a whole bunch of different things for agriculture, whether it's product purchases or trade promotion or things like that under the Charter Act, and they use funds in the CCC. So there are $14 billion additional replenishment of the CCC borrowing authority in this bill, and that could be used in this context too. The singling out for dairy, this is something that seems significant. You know, when we've seen past actions like the trade mitigation packages, you sort of had CCC with this authority and they come up with a formula and dairy gets X number of dollars. This seems a little more targeted. What are the implications of that? So I think that one implication could be that, you know, there will be a certain priority already given, obviously, to the different segments that are listed on that $9.5 billion, which is, you know, livestock in general, including dairy, uh, specialty crops, local food system, uh, producers, things like that. Uh, the $14 billion replenishment on the CCC is, is not as specific. That's just broader replenishment. So that could cover, you know, in theory, can cover all commodities, while as the $9.5 billion fund it seems to be written so that it's specific with emphasis on certain areas. So that just could improve the, the odds of, you know, funding that's needed uh, going toward the the areas that are listed there. So, so this all seems very important for producers um, going forward. Where have we come so far? Uh, what have we already seen from Congress and the USDA in terms of responding for dairy's needs in the coronavirus crisis? Sure. So we've seen a couple of helpful things already. Um, both Congress and USDA have taken some steps on the nutrition front in the Families First Coronavirus Response Act which Congress passed last week and the president signed into law. There is some additional funding on SNAP as well as other nutrition programs that will be beneficial. And on the administrative side, USDA has been taking important steps to make sure that even though schools are closed, students are still getting access to food and school meals are still being made available to all students. And dairy is being included in those, obviously, as it always is. And they've taken the added step of including shelf-stable milk as well, which is great flexibility. On the logistics side, the Department of Transportation has taken some very helpful steps to give flexibility to all haulers of essential goods during this time. Last week, they announced a national emergency declaration that provides a waiver from hours of service regulations if you're moving you know, emergency goods or their precursor materials, which will include milk. And this is very important for us because if we have a driver shortage that relates to this situation, that means the drivers we do have will have to move product farther potentially. And if we have plant closure issues or any kind of issues on plants and you have to divert milk from one to another, then this flexibility will also be beneficial. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen in the coming weeks, but having that in place could be, could be vital. 
So how much time have you been spending on the phone over the past few days? It just seems like an incredible amount of activity. I assume that you're pretty involved in this stuff. How are you and Claudia keeping on top of everything? Yeah, the, the last week and a half has really been a roller coaster, and the days all kind of blur together right now because we've been been at home the whole time. It's like, what day is a weekend? What day is a weekday? But yeah, we've been having many conversations with folks on Capitol Hill, on the House side, on the Senate side folks in USDA in a number of cases, DOT, and then, of course, with, with our own membership, obviously, because everybody's worried about the situation. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen here because people have to get answers to their own folks, right? So we've been trying to be as much of a resource as we can with all of the information coming at us. Obviously, Clay Detlefson does a tremendous amount on the regulatory side here and has been an invaluable resource for us, too, on the congressional end of things because we've gotten questions from Congress about, you know, what does critical infrastructure mean? What what else needs to be done there and things like that. So one of the things you were working on over the weekend was the letter that National Milk Producers Federation sent to Secretary Purdue um, outlining three things that could help dairy. Um, where are we on those and, and why are they important? So collectively, I'd say the three items are important because they're all going to have the impact of providing economic relief to producers uh, amidst the crisis. I think to take each of them individually, you know, product purchases across the board could be very, very helpful to the industry because as you have restaurant closures, food service cancellations, you're going to have a lot of product lines be impacted by that. So if we can work with USDA to do some product purchases that would get you know, product in the hands of food banks and school meals and things like that where they can be consumed, that's really vital for a lot of product lines. The Dairy Margin Coverage Program is a second of the three items we mentioned, and this is the already existing Farm Bill Program. It's proven to be very effective so far, and while some producers signed up for 2020, not as many did as did last year, and I think our view is let's get the program reopened for sign-up so that additional producers can, can have that opportunity to get some assistance. And, you know, normally, obviously, we'd love that everybody be signed up on day one, but the futures early this year weren't suggesting a lot of payments this year. So now that this, things have changed and this is such a dire situation and it's an already standing up program, you know, we think it's important to get that going. And the third item relates to the possibility of milk having to be disposed of either on the farm or at the processing plant, just depending on if demand goes down because orders dry up and things like that. You know, we've been talking with Congress and with USDA about whether or not they can set up a milk disposal program that could compensate producers or plants for, for losses in that regard. And there have been programs done like that in the past when you have natural disasters, if you have milk that's contaminated with toxic chemicals and things like that. So there is some precedent for a program like that. I think conversations have been productive to start off. I think now that Congress will be moving the legislation, now we have a little bit of a better idea of the resources that will be available to USDA in the near term. So I think we'll be really ramping up those conversations with them to figure out you know, how to, how to best move forward. But of course, Paul, every organization in town is going to have some sort of a, an ask on these issues. Everyone is touched so profoundly by coronavirus. How does dairy stand apart in what's undoubtedly an avalanche of asks to the USDA right now? Well, I, I think you're right. I think you know every industry, not just within agriculture, but across the board has asks and they're all very warranted because this is such a difficult time. I think you know for dairy and for the food and ag space more broadly, we have to point out that you know we are an essential uh, part of the economy right now has been deemed by DHS and you know the food supply production has to continue. If people are going to be at home, they still have to eat. And so whether that's, uh, you know, milk or dairy products, we need to make sure that everything is that's being done doesn't just keep the supply chain moving, but keeps farmers in an economic situation where they're able to produce and keep that supply chain going. 
And so I think that's going to be a foundation of the point that we make. I would also think you would have a lot of allies down that supply chain. I mean, how are you working with the cooperatives, the processors, the other parts of really the whole dairy sector to make sure that the asks are coordinated and that everyone understands that this is, you know, a 50 state 24 seven operation. And I think a lot of that work is going on, not just on the congressional level, but at the food and ag sector coordinating council, which Clay, of course, chairs. And we've been part of a number of letters over the last week and a half on so many different issues that are all organized by different groups. Some of them are about planting of crops, some of them about critical infrastructure, some of them about logistics, uh, you know, all across the board about worker, you know, things like that. So I think we have been trying really in the ag space to work as a coalition as much as possible. And I think that'll be to our benefit as we keep going. Well, and keeping going is very important because we're at a milestone right now with with what promises to be a very large scale stimulus package. But I don't think anyone thinks it's going to be the last one. You know, you've already seen some proposals advanced for dairy and agriculture through some of the things that Agriculture Committee Chairman Peterson was talking about in the House legislation. There are some other ideas banding about. You know, how how sustained an effort are you going to be seeing on dairy farmer aid? And and is this something that in the end will be much longer than the coronavirus crisis itself? I think it's very possible that the reach could be longer because the economic consequences will be lasting. And to your point, I think this is going to be an ongoing effort on our front. Obviously, when this legislation passes, we'll be focusing on working with Congress and with USDA to think through the, you know, the best ways to provide the immediate aid to dairy per some of the items that we talked about in our letter to the secretary this week. But I think there are absolutely going to be further legislative efforts. You mentioned some items that Chairman Peterson has put forward. I think those are going to be very much in the conversation around additional bills that may come forward in the next few weeks. You know, Congress may take a recess for a couple of weeks around the Easter recess, and it may be a little bit longer than it normally is. But I think work behind the scenes on subsequent legislation is really going to continue in that time. So there'll be legislative conversations going on at the same time as the discussions and the work we're doing with USDA. It was Paul Blyberg. He is the vice president for government relations at the National Milk Producers Federation. And that is it for today's podcast. For more information on the Senate package, what's in it for dairy and what may lie ahead, be sure to look at our coronavirus webpage for more information at www.nmpf.org slash coronavirus. You can also subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play under the podcast name, Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us.